Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of KDHL's AM Minnesota program. I have a couple of city council members from the Faribault City Council in studio today. We've got Sarah Karen and Tom Spooner with us here in the studios. What do you think of our studios? Oh, I was very impressed when I walked in, Gordy. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's like you work, a big you, city here. You worked here at one time, right? I did, way in the back. And how does this compare to the back? It's unbelievable. The TV screens and, I mean, I really do feel like I'm in the big city. If you had your windows open, people could stand out there and watch you work. Well, that was kind of the idea of coming up here. So Yeah, someday. I don't know what happened to the idea, but... This is my second time here, Gordy, and I'm impressed. They did a wonderful job remodeling these two. Yeah, this is very nice. Long time coming. <laughs> it was. Earlier this week, you guys had a joint work session with the county. The mayor gave us a summary of, which, of course, is his take on it. So I'd love to get your takes on it. Sarah, isn't it exciting, this expansion at Sage Glass? It is, absolutely, and um, it's exciting that more people are going to be able to come to Faribault. They were talking quite a bit about how excited they are to have the lakes and all the different opportunities. Some of them are coming from Washington. Um, so, yeah, very excited that uh, Sage continues to expand outside of town. And they're good-paying $37 an hour jobs, he said. Very good jobs coming to town. There's going to be approximately 40 of them, so... Um, in the high $30, $37 an hour average, and it would be very good to see those kind of jobs come to town. I'm going to guess, Tom and Sarah, you both get asked a lot about all the apartments around town. Don't you? Because I get asked, and I'm not on the council. Yeah, that's the question I get asked the most. Who, who are we building them for? Um, and who in the world are going to be living in them? And they often think that they are all affordable housing as well which um, isn't true. The only new housing development that is b- being built was the Knoll that was affordable housing. So the rest of it is all market rate. And it's the workers, Gordy. That's what I tell people. It's everybody's coming to work in Faribault. We have jobs. We have good jobs. And they need places to live. That's correct. And I would just add, and I you know, might tell people, too, that the uh, affordable first starter home is not available anymore in the world of 2023. That the new workers, the kids out of college, the other people that are entering the job force and moving to Faribault. When I bought my first home 27 years ago, it was $45,000. It was, uh, it was accessible for a young family like myself. Nowadays, the starter homes and you look at the amount of single family homes on the market we have right now are not there, and therefore the developers can come in and can create a large number of units and get their money back on the pieces of property and their investment because they're in charge of putting in the sewers, the waters, the other things, and that amount of money for a developer is huge. So, You know, a term that really kind of bugs me a little bit is the term affordable housing. Because what's affordable to you and what's affordable to me are two different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the whole point of the, pro- the program is that um, it helps people who can't bridge that gap, right? I mean, personally, I pay $1,300 a month for rent in Faribault, and that doesn't include my utilities. I do all the yard work. 
Um, so I can attest to how expensive it is to live here as a single woman. Um, so yeah, anything we can do to bring more housing. Um, I do have to say we were talking about how hard change is a little bit, Gordy, earlier. And, yep. um, for me, kind of what Tom was speaking about is, um, I grew up with, in a house, in a, with a backyard, you know, and that was just ideal. It was lovely. And so I have to understand that not everybody gets to raise their children in a single family home. And, um, you know, it's kind of sad to me a little bit, but that's what the future is. And that's where people are going. So we have to build great apartments with great amenities and, you know, uh, offer them everything we can. Are these filling up, Tom, pretty much as soon as they go up? They're pretty much, they're filling up fast, that they are. And the other thing I would add is it's not just fairable. These types of apartments are in... Uh, I noticed the other day there's one out in Goodhue and there's one in Canyon. So <laughs> there's a lot of these places. Northfield's having a couple added. There's several of them in uh, Oatana. This is a statewide, nationwide, uh, uh, how they were meeting the housing need is major apartment. Yeah, Oatana talked to uh, their council meeting earlier this week. They approved another new apartment complex going up there. Yep. And then some... Townhouses and uh, single-family homes as well as part of a subdivision. That's correct. Which, by the way, the county is doing on the north side of their public safety center property. And I frankly, my own opinion, it's great use of that property rather than having it sit empty, right? I I think it's a great use. It's going to be kind of a buffer uh, between uh, that neighborhood that's already there on that uh off in the woods is that acorn? That's not Acorn Trail, but it, forgive me, but it's on the east side right. of Highway yep. uh, Three there. So it's going to be kind of a nice buffer, some houses in between there and the and the public safety center. Yeah, and I think they're going to be built and run by the Community Action Group, correct? So that is their goal. Yeah. Habitat for Humanity is building them, so they're yes. some more affordable housing. Correct. Yes. Yes. We got to think of a different term, though. And I like the fact that that is that's their goal because I be, I should double check this, but I believe it's going to be ownership of those properties. Yes, and they're calling it workforce housing yes, instead of correct. affordable housing. Okay, yep. Same deal, though, right? We got to get a market update here because that's what helps pay the bills that we're able to, you know, build what you see. So. Big thank you to Matt's Roofing, specializing in any shingling project, farm buildings, residential roofing, over a 100 years combined experience. Boy, they're nearly as old as I am. Troy is able to be phoned at. At 507-838-2254, Northland Buildings, quality post-frame construction. Head to northlandbuildings.com. Krennic Stump Grinding, Faribault, if you're... Ready to get your lawn back? Give Chris a call at 491-2948, 491-2948, or go online at krennickstumpgrinding.com. That's K-R-E-N-I-K, krennickstumpgrinding.com. Soybeans are higher. Corn, cattle, and hogs are all trading some degree of mixed. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who will ensure you get the yield benefits their products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. 
Soybeans are up modestly. Contracts are oversold. There's some help from bean oil bouncing off their two-year lows. Weekly export numbers were bearish, though, and planning weather looks mostly favorable. July beans are up three at 1340. August is two higher, 1276 and three quarters. July soybean meals down another four dollars seventy cents at four twenty sixty. July soybean oil is up ninety three points at forty seven thirty six. Corn started lower, but has since turned mixed, consolidating, watching planning and development weather, including the rain and dry parts of the southern U.S. plains, central plains as well. Old crop exports are marketing near low, following a big cancellation by China. July corn's four and a quarter lower at five fifty seven. September's down two and a quarter at four ninety four and three quarters. And wheat's lower despite the low yields and high rates of abandonment reported in the central and southern plains. Old crop export numbers were de- were a bearish, but the new crop sales were decent. July Chicago's down 13 and a quarter at 612 and a quarter. Taking profits and with a bearish week for the export numbers, July cotton's down 65 at 86.29. Uh, December's 33 lower at 83.56. Rice is mixed on bearish spreading. Most active July's down 5 at 17.46. Live cattle are um, lower ahead of widespread direct business. June's down 5 at 164.77. August is 30 lower at 162.82. Uh, August feeder cattle are up $1.27 at 232.42. And hogs started higher but have turned mixed with some uncertainties about sustained demand. June leans up 20 at 85.07. July's down 12 at 85.42. We are online at brownfieldagnews.com. John Perkins. Brownfield Market Update. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. Oh, that's your market update. A service of the KDHL AgriBoosters, which also include Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency near Strand. He helps protect everything that's near and dear to you. And Insulation Services Incorporated. Contact Nate. Find out about the great advantages of spray foam or blown-in insulation, noise reduction, energy efficiency, savings, superior comfort. Probably a few more, too. You can contact them at Insulation Services, Inc. That's I-N-C dot com. Insulation Services, I-N-C dot com. Nate's phone number is 507-993-4570. 507-993-4570. Faribault City Council members, uh, Spooner and uh, Karen are with us this morning on our AM Minnesota program. We've been talking about the exciting news that the county and the city jointly talked about at a joint meeting earlier this week, providing a business subsidy for Sage Glass expansion here in Faribault. Now, the mayor gave us a few details yesterday about this. It's not tax increment financing, you said, but it's something similar. It's tax abatement, which is really you're forgiving the extra taxes over the next um, 10 years. And this differs from tax increment financing how? Uh, Tax increment financing is, to put it in simple terms for me, if a project now collects, say, $10,000 $10,000 in taxes, and if the increase in the property, <clears throat> excuse me, the property value would increase the value of the taxes to, say, $13,000, that $3,000, that increment goes back to the development. That incurs the, the how that is helps the financing. Tax abatement is basically you're just forgiving 
the the taxes for um, the next 10 to 15 years. And we should add, Gordy, on that. We just approved the go-ahead, the basically a thumbs-up, uh, to give staff to write the resolutions to prepare and present us with a formal uh, agreement. So I'm a little vague on those what those numbers would be. And sure, so, sure. No, I understand yeah, that. We just gave them the approval to get the ball rolling on that. Yes, we would like to see this happen. So do you have to sign off on this in order for it to happen? What if the city said that we're not, we're not in favor of doing this? Well, I guess, I guess we can always change our mind, but I don't think we're going to do that. Okay. We were all seven in favor. It's a wonderful project. Um, uh, Sage Glass is a... Uh, really become a cornerstone of our industrial park out there. Right. But you're talking some significant dollars here. Uh, abatement, right? Yeah. But that's, unfortunately, in this world of 2023, corporate welfare is alive and well. And if you're going to want to attract jobs and get uh, spur development in your industrial parks in your cities, it's it's every city does it. Yep. And they do have other plants around the country where they could put it, right? Correct. Yes. The headquarters was in Washington, I think, and they're moving it here. Yep. It's called uh, Vetro. That's, yeah. A new process. It provides uh, fire-resistant and hurricane-resistant glass. (laughs) I looked on their website. Yeah. Put a post up on our website about it. There you go. KDHLradio.com, folks, if you want to read about it. The county earlier this week talked again about that space on 4th Street, which is in city of Faribault, but it's county-owned property. Did I say that right? Yes. That's correct. And I know they've been talking to you folks to get your thoughts. Haven't they had meetings with you and asked what your opinion is about it? Not lately. We haven't really given an opinion because I don't think our opinion matters much. (laughs) (laughs) I think the county is going to ultimately decide what they want to do with that space and we're going to, you know, give it a thumbs up or not. Well, one time there was talk about more parking for the police station. Yep, and closing the street even. Right. Mm -hmm. But you guys have decided not to do that is what the county said earlier this week. Is that true? Well, my opinion on it was that it was the gateway kind of to downtown Faribault there, like the old sign used to say on the building that came down. Um, so to put more parking and the kind of fencing up that was going to be required for the inf- law enforcement um, just isn't the kind of message we want to send when people are coming into town <laughs> and into Faribault. So um, I think that was kind of the consensus, but... In my discussions with county people, and I hate to speak on behalf of the county board. No, I understand. But I, I think that they're uh, they're going to wait till their new public safety center is complete. And then I think they're going to take a stance where they want to take an inventory of what they need for office space and other things that they want to maybe shuffle some things around and take a look at those things. And so I think that's where the county's at. I mean, originally all those buildings, and I again, I understand this is Rice County we're talking about, and you guys have no control over that. Yeah. But originally those buildings were all purchased because they were thinking they were going to put the jail there. Yeah. Well, they realized, I guess, that they didn't have enough space, according to the new Department of Corrections laws and rules about new public safety centers, right? Yeah, that's correct. We'll leave that to the state of Minnesota and the Corrections Department. That really changed that in the last... 
10 years. Well, and in my opinion, if you don't mind my sharing my opinion on this, I'm going to whether people mind (laughs) or not. The state not allowing the county to put a quarter percent sales tax to help pay for it is crazy because the Minnesota Department of Corrections basically ordered them to build a new jail. Am I right on that? You have never shied away from your opinion, Gordy. No, no. (laughs) Part of the deal was the state legislature last year ended without completing their businesses. Right, yeah. With their business for their session. And they have to approve all of those requests for sales taxes across the state. And they did none of them. Right. And it's... Why the state has to approve it is beyond me. Right. Yes. Next time you have Senator Jasinski or uh, Brian Daniels. Well, we've talked about it. Stuff. We've talked about it. They don't have control over it either. Yeah, I don't. In fact, they feel like they have <laughs> been spinning their wheels, right, <laughs> with DFL controlling the governor's office, the House, and the Senate. That's correct. They've even had some conference committees with no Republicans on them. Wow. I was at a conference committee. I don't know. But you're not in charge of that either. Getting back to city. (laughs) Last time you were on, Tom, you mentioned that you'd like to see a a hotel-restaurant kind of combo. Your thoughts got a lot of endorsement from people. I put a post up on our website. Yeah, I would like to see it. I think there's a need for a downtown hotel. Um, We have event centers downtown. We have the Paradise Center down there. Um, we have some really things that are being uh, remodeled and redeveloped downtown. And I think that the ability for people to walk downtown to a, to their hotel would be great. How about the new community center? That's exciting, isn't it? I mean, going there. Oh, I don't think it's big enough. It's not? No, no. The idea for the community center is that it would be pretty spread out, is my understanding. Very big. Very large. Yep. What kind of room are we talking here? Well, that's in development right now. Uh, you know the square footage of the current community center? Would it double? Would not it triple? Would it... I, all I can speak about is the, because I was on the park and rec board for sure. a little bit, and um, they showed us examples of other modern community centers and the amenities that they have. I mean, the little weight room at our current community center is a perfect example of that they have can have a whole floor at some of these new community centers for weight rooms so i would imagine it's going to be double or triple the size of the current one yeah it's going to be a nice nice place but you're going to go put it on the ballot or how's that going to work uh i don't even think they've gotten to the point where we're just doing this the initial studies the, the task force was set up just early this year and they're uh, looking at the needs, um, potential sites. Uh, we haven't even gotten to those discussions. Does it have to happen? I mean, is the present facility deteriorating or what? No, they keep up. Their, the city keeps their buildings up, unlike the county. Um, but because they want to reuse that building, right? It's not going to be tore down for a new community center. They'll use that for something. And what I heard was it could be a daycare center, for example, because we have a huge need for daycare in Faribault. Um, so, yes, I do think there is a need for a new community center. Um, people are always saying, we have nothing for our young people to do in Faribault. 
well, here's a great opportunity for all kinds of activities for young people. So, um, yeah, I think it's a it's kind of a desperate need in Faribault for a new community center. The the major problem we have with the current uh, community center is the pool has outlived its life and has some major structural problems and plumbing problems and piping that are uh, to rebuild that and to take that out and redo it would be massively expensive in the building. And it does get used a lot, I've been told. Yes, it gets used a lot. It's not like just a few people go in there. No, they have classes throughout the day. I taught water aerobic classes back in my time there um, from early morning until after dark. Yeah, that pool is used. Very much. Mm -hmm. Very much. Yep. Well, the aquatic center will be opening here soon, right? Let's hope, weather permitting, we, uh, <laughs> let's hope we don't have rainy days. Yeah, well, we had our crummy winter. Our spring hasn't been all that exciting. No, it's rained every weekend since uh, about the 1st of April. So I'm hoping that we get a good summer. It's always a good summer, Gordy. It's summer, <laughs> so it has to yeah, be good. In Minnesota, yeah, we, we treasure our summers. Mm-hmm. We had a wonderful summer last year, Gordy. I'm involved with a neighboring uh, city and uh, our aquatic center. <clears throat> we had a record number of days that we had the fewest number of days to close. <coughs> it was a phenomenal summer. If you remember, last year was nice and dry. And the way this spring has had it, I hope we're not in for a long, wet summer. So, Although, last summer you couldn't tube any of the rivers or kayak down any of the rivers, so... This extra water is going to allow for a little bit of that, I hope, because I like to float the rivers. Boy, there's a lot of logs still in the canyon, though, aren't there? A lot of water, yes. A lot of logs. A lot of logs, yes. Yes. <clears throat> still from that tornado blowdown, a lot of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a big one uh, in Northfield there at the dam. At the dam. It's huge hanging over there. Big time tree. It's massive. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, we've got council members Karen and uh, Spooner in studio today. Folks, did you tell us what you'd like to see in that area, Sarah? I don't remember. I would have liked to have seen the old buildings day, Gordy, if you want to know the honest to goodness truth. Um, uh, in my short term on city council, over 10 buildings have gone down in Faribault and um, that's really disappointing to me. So um, what would I like to see? Something that I think it has the opportunity to be something really neat that is eye-catching and lovely when we come in. So um, I, the things I would not like to see <laughs> is a parking lot. Um, we need green space. We need open space downtown. So a hotel, I think, would be okay, too. A small boutique hotel with some parking there um, is definitely needed. I work at the Paradise. Um, I work at a bar downtown. We need places for people to stay downtown. Farmer's Seed and Nursery is one of those buildings you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's one of those buildings I'm talking Iconic. about. Iconic. Mm-hmm. And Johnston Hall. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They make me cry. It makes me cry thinking about it, Gordy. Um, I'm on the committee making the memorial for the Johnston Hall. Okay. Um, that's kind of exciting and makes me feel a little bit better about losing the building. Um, they're starting to break ground up there, so that should be coming soon. Oh, yeah? What's it going to be? What's it going to look like? Um, it's going to have a garden aspect to it that Koopmans is helping do because it's right behind where um, the Koopmans' home is. Um, and it's going to have benches made out of the old limestone. And then I think the most 
well, I cried actually when I saw it was um, Sam Temple and Logan are doing a video about um, the historic aspects of Johnston Hall and where it came from. And the way they have written that story is just moving and everybody's going to love it. I just know it. Sounds like everybody might have a tear coming down their cheek. Yeah, that's the first I've heard of that. Great. Yeah, it's really timeline on this, Sarah. When are we going to see it? I think I haven't driven up there lately, but um, I think I got the last email I um, I got about the group meetings is that um, they're breaking ground up there. So I think there's some garden work being done. Um, I wish I could tell you better, Gordy. I haven't been up there. Well, I'm going to guess you'll have a dedication of it. Right? Oh, of course, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. And if people want to donate it to to the project, there's the ability to do that too. I know they're still looking for funding to finish the the installation. So, Tom, you got any thoughts on any other topics that you'd like to talk about for your constituents? Uh, I'm involved in one of my committee assignments is Riverbend. Riverbend is completing their uh, strategic planning, looking forward to the future, putting plans in place for their uh, capital improvements, the things that they're going to do over the next five to ten years. Uh, It's exciting times. Riverbend has always been one of the cornerstones of our uh, outdoor network involved here in town. It's a regional, shall we say, park. Um, it's a wonderful amenity we have here in town. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorite places to yep. go and just think. <clears throat> just go up, go for a walk, go down, take a look at the river. It would be impressive this right now to see how much water is moving down there right now. I haven't been out there in quite a while. I'm glad you brought that up. Tipitaka was closed Sunday because of high water. It's not uncommon to see that. Not uncommon. No. Almost every year. (laughs) It's gone down quite a bit. It's amazing how it comes and goes pretty fast. Any damage? I have not been down there, no. And I don't know if city staff has even been in there to take a look at it, no. They'll probably get updated at your next council meeting, I would guess. I'm sure they will. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you'd like to bring up, Sarah? Every time I come, Gordy, I try to encourage people to get involved in the city. Um, You know, consider running for city council. Consider getting on a committee. Consider um, coming to the meetings and actually following along. Um, I just think that personally, it's the best choice I made. And um, I just want to encourage everyone to do it. Just a reminder, Gordy, I know you'll be there. We'll have the Memorial Day uh, dedication at the uh, uh, in front of the courthouse. I believe that probably will start at about nine o'clock, and then we'll have a parade shortly after that in downtown. Uh, it's one of the two great parades of the year for us to ride on a fire truck. <clears throat> so I, I think I think Tom it. and I get the biggest kick out of it, waving to our families and Tom's grandkids and. Yep. Um, hanging on for dear life at the top of that fire truck is something to be experienced. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's hard to wave and hold on <laughs> at the same time, but it's so fun. Yeah, and it's really great when people come out and yell and scream. They don't go that fast, do they? No, but it's high up there. It's really, you're, and you're sitting in between the ladder railings. Ladders, it's, it's not very comfortable. <laughs> it's an it's interest. Not. No. <laughs> and the mayor insists. This is the mayor's thing that we ride on that fire truck, correct? Every Memorial yep. Day, it's tradition that we ride on the fire yep. truck. Yep. 
If you had your choice of another vehicle, what would you choose? Oh, I don't know. The Jeep that the police department has? I, I've ridden in that a couple times for night to unite, so... Um, Not all council members would fit in the Jeep. No, we've, we've done a few things for other parades, too. We've ridden in um, golf carts. Heritage Day is we get to choose. Yeah. So we'll see what the mayor has up for us this yep. year. Yeah, yeah. He tried to talk us into bicycling one time, and that's a little hard for this girl. So <laughs> I'll, I'll ride on it pretty much anything, but I don't want to pedal, please. <laughs> oh, it's not that even long around, is it? A mile and a half? No, it's not. I tried to talk him into walking, and they said no to that. A mile and a half? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Last year, we... I think Jana and I were in the back of a truck, and the most fun was throwing candy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Sure it is. Yeah. Because kids anticipate it, and yep. you're popular with them because you're throwing <laughs> yeah, candy. Yeah, exactly, Gordy. It's just, it's just nice to be talking about summertime activities. We're sitting here in the studio and seeing the sunshine and green grass across the street. Um, hazy sunshine at that. With all it is colors. a very hazy sunshine, but summer is summer is here. Well, on that note, I think we're going to end the program. Would appreciate you both coming in. Thank you, Gordy. Giving us your thoughts on some city issues. Hopefully I brought up everything that people wanted me to bring up. We've got uh, the chief, John Sherwin, next week, one week from today. He was originally scheduled for today, but he moved so that these city council people could be here. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. But I wanted to make sure I I let you guys know that. (laughs) Have yourselves a great rest of the day, everybody, okay?